one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome back to the show, uh, episode 32. So, getting up there and uh, pretty much approaching summer. So, uh, Chad's back. Chad's safe from the road and bringing his kid back here so welcome uh jackson to arizona and uh hopefully our first um sponsor big daddy jack's beef jerky once he gets (laughs) set and ready so uh yeah good to see you chad and i got some new friends today we're going to talk to uh a group uh, our team from alc which is Short for something, I believe. I don't want to mess it up, but I'll let uh, the the crew kind of introduce themselves. I got Derek Pond, Desmond Polson, and Josie Wilkes with ALC. Um, I think it's like Amer- American Logistics Company, but ALC yeah, Schools, right. which I think might be just like a, a sub parent of it, that provides third party transportation to student professionals. Um, you know, where you might be needing some sort of different form of transportation. We'll kind of get into what that looks like, but welcome to you all, and thank you for joining us today. How's everybody doing? Very well. Thanks for having good, us. Good, good. Derek, good to see you. All- yeah, I'm sad that you're not going to be up in uh, in Flagstaff to throw some bags this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not too upset that I'm not going to be there just because I looked so bad that last year, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Josie and Desmond will represent up there pretty well. That's good. I have been working out my right bicep okay. very strongly, so I am prepared. De- Desmond De- looks like he's a like he's probably thrown bags in college. No, we got a we're bringing in a ringer for this one. Oh, okay. Uh oh. I was going to say Desmond was a Division one pitcher, so he might just try and take people out by hitting them with the. So bags he's he's doing the like overhand that. to the hole, basically. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait till we get there. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to let. Tom I don't want to divulge any information. Yeah, he doesn't. Want, if Tom's listening, he doesn't want to get let Tom know. What, yeah, what we got our ringer. Good luck, Desmond. <laughs> Tom's the least of my worries. <laughs> oh, 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 I got. Boy. I'm juicing him. Be careful. I'm juicing him. I've got him. You got to start earlier this year though, because it got dark last well, year. Well, this year that's good, why I didn't win. The good news is we're going to be inside this time. We're going to be in the in the ballroom, so we're going to get a little bit more space where we can spread out and. Hard to believe that it's uh, right around the corner, like not even four weeks away. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a good time up there in, in Flagstaff for the conference. Got a, almost 175 people. So uh, awesome. I'm looking forward to it, you know, considering that we're really starting to see things open back up. We were just talking about, you know, playoffs and everything, stadiums, arenas, kind of getting back to what looks like normal again. So good to see that. Earth is back, right? So mm-hmm. kind of good to see. But uh, yeah, so I just kind of really quick introduce um, yourselves and kind of what your role is with ALC and, um, you know, kind of how you got into student transportation, even though it's not necessarily the school bus related, but it is um, student transportation nonetheless. So Josie, why don't we start with you? 
Absolutely. I'm the vice president of business development. I've been with ALC schools about seven years now, but I've been in pupil transportation for near 11. I actually used to sell cameras on school buses before. So I bleed yellow, as they say, when you're in this industry and you have the heart for it. And it's just a great industry, great people. And we're all here for the right reason to safely transport students. Um, so it's a great cause. And again, I appreciate being here today. Yeah, definitely. Derek? Yes, yeah, so I'm Derek Pond. I am the current area manager over our Colorado market. Uh, previously, I was working in our Arizona and Southern California markets for the company. Um, and, I, and I actually got involved in this industry, actually, thanks to Desmond here with me. Uh, he and I were previous acquaintance, acquaintances and opponents uh, on the baseball field. And um, he's the one that got me into this. So I, I've been with the company now uh, coming up on five years. And uh, I, I can tell you, it's been a ride. Definitely. Definitely. Desmond? Cool. My name is Desmond Polson. Um, eighth year in operations management for Arizona and Southern California specifically, uh, but work nationwide and been in school transportation since the onset with this company. I didn't have any previous experience, um, but fell in love with it. Obviously, get to see kids get to school, receive an education. So, And it's a great atmosphere with the culture of transportation professional. Loved it ever since. Right on. Thank you. So, again, I probably did a really poor job of introducing who ALC is, but maybe I'll leave it up to Josie to just kind of explain who ALC is and, and kind of just the premise of what third-party transportation – it's kind of a maybe a bad name for it, but that's kind of what we reference it here in Arizona as, as a you know vendor-type transportation. And, and so what does – what does ALC do and how do they support um, student transporters here in the Valley or Arizona in general? Absolutely. Uh, we like to call ourselves a partner versus a provider because we really partner with these school districts. For an alternative student transportation company, uh, we serve hard to service trips for these school districts. So that might include student populations such as special needs kiddos, um, your McKinney-Vento, which are your displaced or your homeless, your foster care students going to specialty schools, maybe out of district. So anything that might be hard to service for a bus, um, we could do that in a smaller vehicle. Uh, we are all, we are full service, uh, meaning we have many, many teams that go behind this trip. So we have local field operations, we have routing, we have student monitoring and tracking, we have an entire compliance team, and we also have a tech team that are all working together to safely transport these students every day. So is it like, I mean, is it like Uber? Do I just call you and say, hey, I need a ride? Or is it more of a pretty organized team that we're, you know, there's a, a route, I send you a request, it takes three to five days to set up, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then how do I, like, what does that look like for the end user, like like myself? Absolutely. So it's, it's different from Uber um, on many levels. First of all, it is not an on-demand service like an Uber or Lyft. It is planned trips. We offer consistency, the same driver every day, which is super important for these kiddos. Um, and they're also not independent contractors like an Uber or Lyft would be. So there is a whole plan in place and all the teams that I was saying earlier, um, where you'll go on a district portal, request a trip, or contacting the parents, uh, we have 100% trip management that's going through all of these teams to, again, ensure this safe, reliable transportation. So it's much more than dispatching just a driver in a vehicle in this case. So do you guys see that, like, 
most of your students that you're working with or student populations are students that meet the McKinney-Vento eligibility criteria at least? I mean, how is that growing in in California versus what is in Arizona versus maybe, Derek, what you're doing in Colorado? Is that, I mean, the primary kind of population that ALC targets versus more like I, I think that some of us maybe are afraid to venture into using them for special needs transportation or other maybe I just have a bus that needs to go out to you know out to a, a super far away that's part of my district boundary that is taking two kids maybe I can get that bus driver to do something else uh and, and sure. outsource that as far as this, the special needs portion of your question, um, one of the reasons alternative transportation was created was specifically for the special needs population, because those are usually the most at-risk, vulnerable students that you're transporting, and they might need to ride alone. They might need a special monitor. They definitely need consistency of the same driver every day. So um, we really do have a model around special needs transportation. It's absolutely state by state. We work in about 20 states. So California, we do transport a lot more special needs than we currently do in Arizona, but we are absolutely equipped to transport special needs. Got Derek, it. did you have anything to add to yeah, that? I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's funny because as a company, we actually started out doing non-emergency medical transportation um, and then ventured into this student transportation world uh, mainly focused in the the, the high special needs uh, type, you know, students and trips. Um, and then as we got really deep into that in California and in some other markets, um, you know, districts were coming to us saying, hey, you're providing resources for us here. Have you ever looked at providing resources for these McKinney-Vento type students? Um, and that's actually how we, we started to get into that type of market. And I know with Arizona in particular, um, the McKinney-Vento population was really what what uh you know drew us to that area because that was what the need was and now we find ourselves you know getting into more uh, special needs transportation in arizona so like josie said it's, it's funny how it kind of evolves in each area each state is kind of different uh here in colorado um we're more uh on the special needs side and mckinney vento is, is sort of secondary for us um so it, it really does vary but interesting so as far as like I guess so, Josie. You said that you guys do provide a monitor for special needs, or is that something that we would have to ask for to make sure? Or, you know, obviously, following district protocols, laws, all of those things of sharing information with the student uh, or of the student, making sure that you guys are able to provide those, you know, one to ones or or whatever the student needs on the on the van. We can do both. We ask that the district over communicate with us about the needs for a specific student and we would vet a monitor similar to how we would vet a driver and make sure that we have all the requirements. We can either find that monitor for you and subcontract that monitor or we can do a district district provided monitor. Either way works for us. Got it. So you'd come into the yard, pick the person up or or go to the school or, or whatever that might look like. Okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, it's really tough when you get into a lot of the specialty schools for special needs, you know, a lot of those teachers and aides are so highly trained on dealing with those particular students that a lot of times it makes the most sense for the student and the school to try and use their own monitors in those aspects just because it makes the students' lives and the staff's lives a whole lot easier once they do get the kids to school. Sure. So Desmond, can you talk a little bit about like um, maybe just the dashboard 
kind of how it's set up the the tech side of how do I, how would I request transportation or how like the seamless do I just email do we do we get set up an account go into you know a web page to log requests I mean it, how how simple is that so it, it used to be email we stopped that because we were getting way too many emails so we just we wanted to go with a portal approach make it a little bit easier on people I'm only kidding but um no, it's, it's easy. It's just like anything else in life that we're doing now. We wanted to make it user-friendly. So we set up a portal where you type in first name, last name, school details, times, everything that you can possibly give us, we request to be in there because we're only as good as the information you provide us. Sure. But then we also go above and beyond and calling parents and et cetera, if you want us to, to further get information that we need to provide the best service possible. Makes sense. So have you guys, I mean, in it, as you've been growing this program, have you seen uh, states or school districts come out and kind of challenge this idea of transporting students in a van and not the, you know, not the beloved school bus, right? People kind of freak out when they're like, oh, you're, you're transporting in a van. You know, you can't do that. You got to, you got to transport on a school bus and only a school bus. What, what were some of the challenges that you guys have kind of faced as you've been developing this? Absolutely. And we're not here to argue that the school bus is the safest method, of course, but sometimes one size doesn't fit all. All of these students don't fit on a bus. You said earlier, Jason, that maybe you want to save some resources, keep those in-house. You're sending a bus for one or two students. So really, we can transport those students more cost effectively. Um, So it's just educating the district and letting them know that we know the state and federal requirements, and we are compliant to them. And so we can safely transport these students. So just making sure they understand that, know we've done our due diligence and Desmond and Derek have done all of the vetting, the driver and the vehicle vetting and crossed all our T's and dotted our I's for sure. Got it. That's the toughest part too. It's just the education factor because for some families in some districts, it's completely new. You know, uh, when I grew up, uh, we only really had a bus or that's the only thing I ever saw. You know, I never saw anything different. So um, it was new to me. But a lot of times people don't know, you know, what types of transportation companies we're using um, or who these drivers are that are showing up. Um, you know, we we have to be the ones that get out there and educate, you know, districts and parents and, you know, staff members about these companies that are providing the service to make sure that they understand that they are professional transportation companies that are vetted to the highest standard. Um, and uh, it's not just some Joe Schmo showing up to pick up your kid. So when you talk about like the vetting process, I assume every everybody pretty much has to follow state regulations as far as a fingerprint clearance card, whatever that might look like in other states. Um, you know, I'm processing that back to you and being shared back to the district. Is that something that is, I assume is happening? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's basically, like you said, we follow your contract. It's open records. You guys can uh, audit at any point in time that you'd like to. And so that's one thing that we like to do is just be transparent. We got, we got nothing to hide in that way. We want to make sure that you're comfortable with it as a transportation director or even superintendent level. We don't want to put you at risk as much as we don't want to put ourselves at risk. So if there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. Yeah. For, I mean, you guys have been great for what, we, what we've used. <laughs> but I think the point of kind of this episode is to explain to people like, you know, we're up against a driver shortage crisis. And we've been probably going through that for the last as long as I honestly, as long as I've been here, we've never been, quote, fully staffed. Right. People moving from district to district for 25 cents more here and there or 
they find full-time employment somewhere else. So we're always trying to, you know, figure out what this looks like. And when I first got here, we were using a different vendor, but we had to actually hire 20 drivers because we we're going from three bell times down to two bell times, which meant we needed more drivers. So we onboarded a different third-party company in order to outsource our special needs transportation so I could take those special needs drivers and put them back in a mainstream bus. So, you know, kind of consequently, the the reverse opposite of that. If you're short, you know, here's a vendor that could potentially do some of your third-party transportation for special needs where you can go ahead and pull drivers and resources back to put them on mainstream buses. Obviously, we all know that most of your special needs drivers are going to be pretty upset by that, but hopefully they can understand the, the bigger picture and, you know, that it's only a temporary need until we're hiring people, but that's a whole nother conversation in itself. So um, really just, you know, like I said, trying to just open up the uh, the opportunity, right? I think a lot of people just think that, yeah, I don't really want to get into that. A, because it's, you know, it is fairly expensive, right? I mean, it can, it's, but there's also a cost and I've always related it to the same amount of money that I'm going to put in to hire an employee is basically, this is like a rental employee, right? I may not need you next year. I may be, I mean, and especially when you're talking about your McKinney Vento populations, because they're so transient, and that's probably a negative word to use in this, but because they move around so much, it's hard to make sure and staff for what do you need always next year, right? So this year I need you, next year I don't need you, versus having an employee where I got I to gotta find something now for them to do that I may not necessarily need. What you just said is is one of the beauties of working with ALC, though, because that scalability, we offer a no obligation contract where we're just prepared um, with vetted drivers as needed for you. So I really think that having a partner is really important. We really strive to work as an extension of your department. One cool tool that we do offer is free cost analysis, because, of course, there's a cost. Um, with a third-party vendor. And I know everyone wants to strive to keep things in-house, but as you said, sometimes you need those resources. Uh, we have a bus calculator that we, that's what we call it, that we look at. And it's the break-even point um, that we can play with versus using a bus or using ALC. And it's about eight students or less on a big bus that we can show that we could save costs on a smaller vehicle. So we sit down with districts and, and ask to look at some sample data and work the numbers and show them where it might make sense to use us. But maybe it is more expensive and doesn't make sense. And those kids should all stay on a bus in this case. So we really like to work with the district and, and play with that data and find what makes sense and be budget conscious. And we offer a ton of reporting tools as well to make sure that we are cost efficient for the district. Man, I wish Uber would do that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i get here with the bill and you've got to be kidding yeah. me hey sorry go ahead i i think for me too I, one of the toughest things that we have to communicate with everybody is just the the fact that we're not looking to come in and be you know this huge solution for you that's going to take over all these trips and you know at the end of the school year you're going to look at the bottom line and you know, just be shocked by the number you see. Our goal really is to come in and just help where where we're needed um, and to create a long-term partnership because it really doesn't do us any good to come in there and blow up your bottom line one year and then you don't want to use us ever again for the next five years because we, you know, 
blew your budget out of the water or anything like that. So our goal, like Josie said, is just to come in and try and be as effective as possible in helping you see where we can help you and then not helping you where we, where you don't need us, you know, not, we don't want to add on those additional costs or anything like that where, where it's not needed. Well, I think so. Do you, so yeah. do you do like a yearly contract with the school or like a monthly or, or are you just kind of like set up where schedule us as you need us with advance notice? Just, um, you may have answered that earlier and I missed it, but I'm curious. It's an annual contract that just goes on, on auto renew. Cause again, you're not obligated to use us and we are on, um, state cooperative contracts. So it's very easy to contract with us. So they only, they use you on a per use or they pay you on a per use basis or is it like a monthly? So it's just per use basis, correct? It's per trip. We charge per, per trip. trip. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're not obligated to like, you know, upfront 10 trips a month or anything like that. Is there a minimum? Correct. Or? Yeah. There's no trip minimum, no obligation. Um, we just put a contract in place with all your requirements and then have a, a bench of vetted drivers ready for you as needed. It's, it's basically a safety net, right? I mean, we, we, we can never project where students are going to end up. You know, there's been times where I've got a kid that goes to a specialty program that I just don't have a bus driver for. There's times, you know, for those that are familiar with the Valley, we got kids that end up in Surprise or Levine or, um, you know, Santan Valley or something. And it's just, it's tough because you're moving, you know, 100 and 150 kids. And, and when you, t- when you look at like programs, like where Sarah is from at Phoenix L, when we talked to her a couple of weeks ago, you know, they're between her and Washington, they're, they're moving anywhere from, th- you know, even Mesa, they're, they're putting, you know, 400 to, you know, almost probably 700 kids through their program, depending on, you know, which district we're talking about. So, you know, it's all about, again, that staffing piece and, and where kids are showing up. Where do I need this? Hey, we have an obligation and legal right or legal responsibility to getting kids in school without any barriers that are there. So we need to make sure that we're getting them into school as quickly as possible so that they're not missing any instructional time. So this is where, you know, even if it's a, if it's a, a piece where ALC can help us in couple weeks, right? I just need you for a couple weeks until I got a driver spun up full time to go ahead and build a route out. Or these kids are going to be moving and I can free up a driver to go ahead and take these over. So, you know, cool. it's like it said, it's it's almost like that rent a driver piece. It's, hey, what can you guys do for me? I need this, whether it's up until their natural break or the rest of the year, or maybe it's a full route, right? I don't have a driver for a special needs route that's going to go to a program like the ACEs, um, and I'm going to contract it with you all year and it's your contract for the, for the whole year. So, um, but again, the, the nice thing is that I may not necessarily need that next year. So it's, it's that, that kind of rent a driver. We're starting to receive those summer school kids right now too, in, mm-hmm. in your yeah. area specifically. And people are noticing real quick that their driver pool is not really what they thought it was. Yeah. And that's no discredit to transportation directors or anything. That's, that was unforeseen, unprecedented time. Sure. And I hear it every week on your TAA forum, like, how can we get a bus driver? It's kind of like what you said. <laughs> so we just want to be an option. We're not here to take over by any means. I don't even know if we could. It's just a matter of we want to be a tool in your tool belt. Right. Another uh, way to use us that we haven't talked about yet is to shorten ride times, specifically for these McKinney Ventos. I know in Arizona, you offer breakfast, for example. So we want to make sure we get those McKinney Vento students there to have what could be their only meal of the day. 
So really sometimes that's the first student you pick up because the McKinney-Vento students don't fit on your routes. So those students are on the bus for potentially an hour and a half, two hours. And using an alternative transportation provider can help shorten that, which could increase their like of school or make their day a little bit better. Sure. Yep. And even going, you know, even going home or even, even, Hey, they want to participate in sports and I don't necessarily have a driver that, you know, is available to stay late. You know, we've, we've worked on um, kids in basketball practice or baseball practice that they get picked up at six, you know, 6 PM so that they get a ride home. So there's a lot of flexibility. And I think that's for those listening, like they're, Kind of the sky's the limit. You can dream it. They can probably figure it out. And if they haven't heard of this and worked around it, they could, you know, they'll figure it out one way or the other. So what are some things that people like me in the school, on the school side of things, should be looking for in a third party vendor when they start to kind of explore this? What are what are some, some kind of the do's and don'ts of don't just pick this person or, you know, I know some districts use a taxi service um, that, you know, the federal law says that we can, we can use public transportation also. So what are, like, why would, why would we go that way when maybe a, a cab or, or public transportation might be cheaper? Uh, well, we talked a little bit earlier about state and federal requirements. So you want to make sure that you, the district, know that and then ask the right questions to your potential partner or your provider. Um, ask what background checks, make sure the fingerprinting, are they doing ongoing drug and alcohol checks? In my experience, some of the um, taxi cabs that you were just talking about might not be doing that. So to make sure the driver vetting is compliant with your state and your district. You want to make sure there's driver training programs with whoever you're using and ask to see the training program. You definitely want to ask for high insurance limits and ask what those are. And you definitely want to get things like cyber insurance, sexual misconduct insurance as well, including um, auto and general liability. Uh, Desmond talked a little bit about trans transparency. You want to make sure that they can offer reporting for you. I know in Arizona, you have the 100-day report. Uh, and then we talked about the district portal. So seeing where your trips are live is really important. Experience. I should have said that first. Experience is huge. Call upon references. I know in Arizona and many, many states I work in, you're very good at talking to your neighbors, which you should be, which is great. Um, and I think I'll end with making sure that whole team is behind you again. It's more than just a dispatched vehicle and a driver like a cab that you come with the whole team that if if something goes wrong during the trip, there's a customer service team that's going to answer your phone and help the district out. That's going to call the parents. That's going to manage the trip. Got it. I'm I'm a little bit biased, Jason, and uh, hopefully this doesn't come off the wrong way. But uh, I I I feel like there's three main things that uh, we should never necessarily be trying to find the cheapest option for: uh, toothbrushes, <laughs> deodorant, and student transportation. Sure. Those are an interesting grouping, yeah. Derek. <laughs> I know they may not coincide, but maybe they do. Um, but I, I, I feel like, you know, as we have these conversations <laughs> with a lot of clients out there, uh, we understand that there's a cost associated with using us. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, when it comes to the transportation of these kiddos, you know, McKinney-Vento students, special needs students, foster kids, um, those are our most sensitive population types you know, that, that everyone's dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so um, I, I feel like when you're comparing uh, those two things, whether it be a taxi, putting them on a bus or utilizing our service or a third-party service, um, 
you know, you, when you're putting students in our hands in particular, um, hopefully you understand and know that um, you're putting them in the best hands with the highest qualified uh, drivers and, uh, you know, requirements to, to make sure those kids are getting where they need to go safely. And back to that, it's going to be that same driver because back to some of these special needs students, you wouldn't give them a different monitor every day. Sure. You wouldn't give them a different teacher every day. So really having that consistency in their lives and the same driver is, is a requirement, I think. Wait, so what type of toothpaste do you use and what type of deodorant? I'm writing this down. <laughs> Sounds like you put a lot of time and research and thought into this. And I'm just Listen, making sure got, I'm on the right track. I've got a spreadsheet for you. I'll shoot it over <laughs> after this. I would have thought Thank beard you. oil. Is that, that's a pretty good looking beard. <laughs> beard oil, like I've got a spreadsheet for that too. It's separate, but I could merge them. Yeah. So, so Can you Google share that spreadsheet with me, please? Yeah. <laughs> So is ALC, I mean, are you guys nationwide? Are you only in certain regions? And, you know, for a, a lot of people are listening, you know, kind of all over. We've got people all over the place. So, you know, are they able to reach out to you or are there are certain areas that only ALC is in kind of right now? We are nationwide. We're in 23 states from coast to coast right now. Um, and that will be growing in the fall. We're working um, with some states on changing some regulations and, and getting alternative transportation approved in those states. So we are absolutely um, nationwide and easy to contract with us. We've been doing this for 20 plus years now, I believe. So we are the nation leader in this space. Which is interesting because, you know, I feel like just a couple years ago, all of a sudden Arizona was seeing this like pretty big rise in third party transportation people that were trying to get on the scene and quickly kind of disappeared. So, you know, not to, not to, maybe bash on your on your um competition but maybe teach your own horn like how how are you guys different than what they were trying to you know provide well our model is much different than theirs um we've talked about the full service but we have a service provider model derek or desmond if you want to talk about that which allows us the scalability to open up quickly in other states and to expand our business and work with more partners I love the explanation and I give it often. So I, Derek, Josie, uh, humor me, but it's like our own RFP all the time. Like we literally, we go out and we analyze companies all the time to meet the, your contract requirement. So we're finding qualified companies that provide like services and then making sure that they understand student transportation specifically. I guess the easiest way to put it is we're removing a barrier to education and we're lowering liability. So that's the, the best way that I can put it to you guys is that's what we're doing for you so that you don't have to spend the time to do it so that you can hire, train, staff, lower your budget, whatever you want to do. But that that's really what we have to offer. Got it. Seems like a, I mean, pretty fail-proof, you know, system to come in and and provide transportation, you know, for any, it, pretty much anybody kind of really willing to kind of step outside their own comfort zone or, or whatever their operation is in order to be able to go and do that. So, well, in some areas too, um, you know, as you get down into the queen creeks of Arizona, um, or even, you know, you know, the outskirts cities and areas, you know, there aren't any really, you know, aren't really any options out there for those school districts, um, regardless of competition. And so that's, what's really nice about our model is if we do, come in contact with one of those uh, districts that has a need, uh, you know, myself or, or Desmond's team in field operations, our job is to go out to that area and to find those companies 
um, that are willing to do that type of transportation so that we can, you know, make sure those kids are getting to school. That's, so that's a good point because um, Arizona is pretty has several rural areas, right? And a lot of our folks that you know are listening, at least through the TAA side, you know, there's a lot of people that are coming from the reservation. Uh, southern Arizona, you know, far west, you know, just outside of a normal, I guess, what a normal city would feel like. So, it, I guess, are you guys really at the, you know, kind of behest of other transportation providers that you're able to partner with that may or may not willing to, you know, take that, that on? When you first, like, brought that question up, like, when you were like, oh, that brings me to something else, I thought you were going to say, I have a student for you down in Florence, and it's going all the way here. I was like, no, actually, <laughs> I got to step off this call. Um, no, but that's that's kind of what we have is, I mean, we're going to look at anything and everything, um, and we're going to be able to stand it up the majority of the time. And even if we're not, it's more a timeline at that point. It's how long will it take us, not if it's not possible. And so we just want to get the information over to us. We'll analyze it. We'll get it back to you on when a, a start date would be or what you guys want to look at in terms of other students we could see to maybe free up that driver for that trip. So we just want to work for you as opposed to um, against you, I guess is the best way to put it. Got it. I think, too, I think too um, there, there are a lot of different transportation companies out there that I think a lot of us aren't really aware of, you know. Uh, when you think about like Tucson or some of those areas, um, you don't really think about how much non-emergency medical transportation or airport transportation or whatever other different type of transportation is actually going on just because you probably don't see it as much. Um, and so when a district feels like they don't have an option, um, a lot of times it's because those companies don't know that this is an option. So we go out there and we find those companies and we make sure that they meet all the requirements. And then we we kind of help get them into this space that they didn't know was there. Got it. So as far as like Desmond, you kind of talked about summer school a little bit, you know, we're here closing up the year and are they, are you just transporting like the same homeless population, special needs, or just are, are departments kind of reaching out like, Hey, uh, we don't have enough staff. So what yeah. can you guys do for us? So it's different because I, like Derek, I go in different states, but um, with Arizona specifically, we actually received more this year in terms of special needs than we have years in the past. And, and that's just for the toll of not having school bus drivers or needing them to get prepared for next school year. And so luckily we were ready for that because of the heavy MKV population we were servicing towards the end of the school year to get them their instructional minutes. But we're open to, like I said, any type of service that you guys would need, whether that's transporting a student to a juvenile delinquent center or transporting a student to like ACEs or, or uh, BASIS is I think another campus we go to frequently. So that's kind of how we operate. And like Derek said, we have a multitude of companies that are local to you. So we're putting that money back into your, your ecosystem kind of so to speak. Um, and they really enjoy it as business owners as well. Sure. Chad, you got some? Yeah, I got a lot of things. Um, so, so, okay, I've missed something along the way here, and I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. And I know if I am, there's probably at least two or three other people listening to this that are confused as well because it's kind of slow. You guys keep talking about you go out and locate other companies. So you have your own vans and buses, correct? Or vans, I guess. You, you, just, you just set up with other companies in the area. So, like, if there's a need, but there's not a company that provides that service, you just... 
say it's just it's not available. I, so I'm clarify that for me if you would. I'm sorry. There's generally always companies that will provide the service. They just don't know it's an option. Um, so we don't own any vehicles. We don't own any buses. Um, we we go out and we find the the local professional transportation companies that do have the vehicles, and then we contract with them and then vet them to the district's requirements. Um, and then they're they're the ones that help service the trips for us. So a school could contact you and broker you guys to go out and help locate these companies, and they wouldn't have to go out and find them. And you set them up, say this is the best one that fits your needs, yada yada, and then. Right. And this has happened from the, the beginning, the onset of school transportation. Like, this is not new. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, a school transportation director, they call a company that has their own vehicles and drivers. We're essentially doing the same thing for them. Just we're finding them multiple companies as opposed to one. And these companies are just as equipped, if not more equipped, than most of those white fleet drivers. We're just making sure that they meet the specific requirements of your particular contract with the district or state. But also taking all the requests and everything, kind of funneling into one place. So you're not having to work with multiple vendors. You're not having to work with, hey, I don't have X, Y, and Z. It's it's all portaled and centered through, which is which is really nice when you talk about, you know, communication of the parents, communication of the schools. Everybody's on on board with the same thing, and really, it's it's still the feel of one single company. Yeah. and it's still it's still alc managing the trip sure everything all those teams we're shadowing the drivers we're going to campuses and talking to the office staff we're calling the parents we're finding a rescue driver if a driver didn't show we're routing and optimizing when you send us more mckinney vento students we're trying to put those on existing trips to keep costs down so we're 100 managing the trip still alc so it's still alc partnering directly with the school Yep. Okay. Because in my mind, and I apologize, but in my mind, the contracting side, I came from a company before the owner of it runs a major contracting company, privately owned and sold out early 2000s. They just started another one. They're like 2000 buses. So in my mind, I'm thinking you guys have buses, but you also contact other companies if you're, if you're down there, but you're basically brokering the deal and overlooking, overseeing the the project, if you will. Okay, my bad. I yeah, apologize well, if I missed that, but no, I, uh, that makes sense. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, we're, we're taking care of that, um, not only with our teams, but with our technologies. Um, that's one of the big reasons why a lot of districts like to work with us. Our, our reporting technology, our tracking technology, the, all the things that we use to route, all those different aspects of technology that that some of those smaller mom and pop uh, companies probably don't have. Um, specifically in the Valley, uh, we have those. So we're able to utilize those and, and pass it along to you while still helping out those small businesses in, in the local areas. So if you get it, so if you contact a company, say a few, a handful of buses or whatever, or vans, I'm sorry, I, I keep calling buses, but you guys provide them with like the tracking and the, and the equipment to, so that you guys can track everything that's going on, correct? I mean, GPS and everything else, correct? So you, you install that in their vehicle or they just take it with them on each trip or. So they're using, they're utilizing a, a driver app. Um, so similar to a, a ride share, um, they've got an app that's presenting them with the data that's tracking the data so that we can relay that, that back to the district. Okay. Thank you. And those are the breadcrumbs at the driver app that are going into our district portal. So the district's able to log in and see real time, get ETAs of students, et cetera. So sure. that's how we, we work it. That's all I can handle right now, Josie's breadcrumbs. So just <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about our 
our uh, trip tracker for parents that's coming this fall, but I can hold that thought if you I was going to oh. talk about dinner. Throw, throw, throw it in there. I've already had dinner. It's 7.15 here. <laughs> so as far as, like, real quick, I just kind of want to get into, you know, what what happened with ALC during COVID? Did Were you guys still transporting? Was it, did it, did it all just kind of shut down and didn't have much going on? Or, um, you know, did it give you an opportunity to really work on processes and your dashboard that for parents that you guys were, you know, that you're getting ready to roll out or the transportation portal that is now available for us? I mean, how, how did that impact you guys? So we started delivering uh, meals to McKinney-Vento families, homework packets when school kind of went virtual, um, just a lot of even like laptop drop-offs. So we worked with existing partners that we already had and and tried to do that for a while. We also reached out to other organizations about meal delivery that was needed. Um, Then we realized that we needed to do a little bit more. So we actually took a lot of time internally, as you just suggested, and looked at our tech, analyzed it. How can we be better? What's missing? We did some surveys for existing customers and they gave us some great feedback and we tried to make ourselves better, which I think we've come out a lot stronger because we went back to the basics and back to the foundation. and, And we're coming out with more tools that are free to our customers, their add-ons. The district portal was a free add-on. The parent trip tracker is gonna be free to our customers. So I think we came out with more tools to answer your question. So you guys are like Uber. I mean, you got, you're (laughs) delivering, you're taking people and then you're taking like Uber Eats, you're doing meals, but you're more efficient, more informative, safer version of school districts. More scheduled. So we're compliant with student transportation is still a massive difference in our insurance. No, no, no. You're, you're heads and shoulders above Uber. I'm just saying you kind of, you got the Uber Eats going, you got the delivery of the people going. <laughs> I mean, you kind of got it. You got it. Oh yeah. We got on. our hands in all the, the we different. Were, I like it. We were just trying to fill a void. Although if you left your was. phone in my Uber, I might not return it to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you were asking if we could pick you up on the weekend, man, we got you, but <laughs> Yes. If you want to go to a baseball game, yeah, let us know. <laughs> so, so I do. I do have kind of one kind of a, a question that segues off the Uber. But do you think that there's this concept of of Uber for students, right? And and kind of what I what I feel, and I'll just give you guys some feedback. I think we've talked about this before, but my feedback is the daily rented driver. I've got drivers that have called out. I need somebody that is ready to go right now to go do X, Y, and Z, whether it's a sped route, a van route, whatever, whatever that might look like. Do you think that in the near future that there might be potential for something like that? That is, I don't have to schedule something three to five days in advance. I can call and have a driver ready to pick up, whether it's the night before or the same day or whatever that might look like. What are your thoughts? We don't. So if you don't mind, I'll start on this one, because if you're going to call me with this here in a couple months, I got to be prepared for it. (laughs) So, no, here's the the reality of it is we just don't want to jeopardize safety. And so if we get something stood up really quickly, we we could potentially have that. And so could we consider a case by case? Of course, if you're in a bind, shoot us an email, shoot us a call. We'll see what we can do. We want to be ever changing, but we just don't want to try to stand up some drivers too quickly. And by quick, typically it only takes us about a week here. And so we just don't want to try to do that too fast. And we also have a bench available. So we have tried to go about 10 to 20% of bench available so that we would have drivers already operating in order 
that might be able to pick up that student if you gave me a call on that that late Friday afternoon or early Friday morning. So that's probably the reasons why. I don't know if Jesse wants to comment further on that. What I heard, Jason, is he committed. He can take those late night <laughs> texts from you and add those students. That's what I heard. Right when he said that, I knew I had a choice. So I was like, man, I, I, do I want to be in that Uber ride with my, my new friend here because all the money I'll make from Jason? Sure. But no, Jason, I just don't want to jeopardize any safety. And I do think that if we got that call, we would consider it right then and there. And we do our best to get there. We're not going to turn down business or leave kids stranded. Sure. But that that's probably why you haven't seen that option for you in the past. Got it. Derek, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I would just kind of echo what Des was saying. Um, you know, specifically when I was there in Arizona, you know, there was a, a, a good handful of clients that knew that they could call me, you know, at kind of the drop of a dime. And I would do absolutely everything I could to help them out because I know, you know, you all are, you know, you find yourself in a pinch quite often just with the circumstances. And yeah. um, so we're, we're always going to try and do whatever, whatever we can. You know, one of the, the most frustrating things for me as I, as I go around and visit clients and talk to people is, you know, I went into a particular client there in Arizona pre-COVID and uh, the transportation director was sitting there in an empty office in front of his router's computer and nobody else was there. And I'm talking to him and I said, you know, what's going on? He's like, I've got to, I've got to be on the phones. I've got to be routing. I've got to be doing all this stuff because everybody's out doing bus trips. Yep. You know, everybody from the top to the bottom, the, the service staff, everybody's out on a bus. And uh, so I, I understand obviously firsthand that you, you all get put in some predicaments on a, on a fairly consistent basis. Um, so we're, we're more than happy to help out, you know, whenever we can. Let me let me let me pitch this to you guys. Here's my idea. Jason's stuck on this Uber driver thing. I don't know. I don't buy it. But I'm going to work on trying to sell. Sells a strong word. Provide drivers with every bus purchase. Like just have like a binder full of drivers. Say, ooh, I like that guy. He's tall. He looks mean. He's like a, a tough menu. Route. I want him with that bus. I want her with this bus. So you buy ten buses, get ten drivers. I don't, right. I don't, when you look at how far this country's come in 120 years of, of technology and just advancement, I think we're not far off from self driving vehicles. So that'll probably solve the bus driver shortage, anyways. But uh, I think by the time, by the time my career is over, I'm going to speculate that we'll be there. Jason, well, you've already, Jason always shoots down my ideas, by the way. You, you, you've already got, you know, uh, what's it called in, in Phoenix? Waymo? Yeah. Uh-huh. Way, Waymo's driving cars. Um, I, I think you're right. I think you'll see some of that stuff evolve. I, I think it will be a little bit hairy when you get into student transportation. I don't know how many parents are going to feel comfortable with there, that. There was, a, hey. there was a company that was right before COVID got shut down in Florida that was provided. They were getting ready to pilot these mini buses uh there's a couple articles out there circulating if you guys take a look at them they actually got shut down by the uh by the feds basically saying it was illegal that they couldn't do it but they were there with i mean their concept and everything ready to go so it was i think it's going to be it's going to be a much different model than what student transport student transportation is looks like right now right so um but yeah definitely definitely a lot of interesting stuff out there and like i said just you know that that was kind of my one plug for you know what i think is lacking 
in in really what we need you know i mean it, it's great to have a partner out there where we can lean on for things that we can plan for but there's you know for everybody that does do this business um there's always so many things that we can't plan for and it, it almost seems like it's always a an immediate fire or an immediate you know attention getter that needs to be done right now and it'd be nice to have a partner to go hey do you have a driver available that you know you can go take care of this for me now so Absolutely. Understood. And we're looking into growing with the marketplace and who's not to say, you know, sure. one day. Yep. Definitely. Oh, we're going to offer bus drivers with buses? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone took Jason's I mean, mine are going to come with toothpaste and deodorant. My idea. Mine is actually realistic. Jason is often. <laughs> well, I'm like going to say this, that ALC should have uh, toothpaste and deodorant in all the TAA bags this year for, for TAA. So. And well, we'll find yours and make sure we have double in yours. <laughs> All right. Well, uh want to thank you guys for taking time out of your Monday afternoon uh, to mm -hmm. join us. Some of you, it's already evening. But uh, any final thoughts? I'll just kind of start with Derek and go around the room, uh, let you guys, you know, have any final final say to the audience. Uh, if I had any final final words, it would just be, you know, some words of appreciation for all the districts we have been able to work with um, around the country. I've been lucky enough to, to work in a lot of different states for the company. So I've been able to build a lot of really good relationships and I'm really grateful for those. And I'm hoping for some more down the road. Good. Desmond? Likewise, grateful for the opportunity to provide service, especially with the last year. I'm even more grateful now than I ever have been. Um, and thank you for having us on the show. Obviously, if anybody has any questions afterwards, we're here for you. I mean, we don't, not that we have to work together right now. Uh, we're always open for questions just to further answer and help you guys understand the model. Awesome. Josie? One thing we didn't talk about because um, it went away during COVID was sharing students with other districts. And if your district is open to that, that's something that ALC does. Um, example, in Arizona, you guys have a couple shelters. So we're able to pick up maybe three students from three different districts that are all going to the same elementary school and or a specialty school perhaps. And then we can prorate a third, a third, a third to each district. So COVID hasn't been very friendly to combining the students, sure. but um, that is something that ALC does and, and can keep costs down. Um, and then again, thank you to all the districts out there. I have many good friends in Arizona. Shout out to Sarah Sims out there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sarah, Sarah state, was just on a couple people. weeks ago and yeah. So how can, uh, thank you again. Thank you guys for being here. Um, you know, I, like I said, there's the whole point of this episode was to really hopefully try and help people who are extremely short in staffing and try and figure out how they can do something that might be a little bit unconventional. So, um, how can, how can more people find out about ALC and, uh, reach out to you guys? How do they get in contact with you? Phone number, website, emails? Absolutely. So our, our website is alcschools.com. Schools is plural. Um, and on there, you can hit the contact button. And most of those go to me. Again, this is Josie, and I would be happy to talk to you. So, yeah, check out our website, alcschools.com. And there is a contact button on there. Yep. So alcschools.com. You got contact it. Contact goes to Josie. 
Any, qu any questions? Not even concerning, concerning translation. Ask about, you know, grass. You know, how's my grass get greener? I mean, any questions at all, email Josie. Any oh, yeah. questions. She can maybe pass along my uh, Excel sheets that we talked about as well. Yes. Um, if I anybody else has, has further questions about that. I would give out my cell phone, but, you know, with the time no, zone, I don't yeah. need any no, no, no. <laughs> we can. They want to find it. Stuff. They can find it on the website. So, mm -hmm. Uh, and, and obviously for the, the Arizona listeners, uh, I think a couple of you will be up there in Flagstaff in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, be sure to stop by and say hi and, you know, mix and mingle, ask your questions, um, you know, and, and again, share with your, you know, ask your neighbors. There's a lot of us that are already using um, ALC and, you know, they've been great. So I want to thank you guys again. And, I have one more thing, Jason. Yeah. Oh, Chad's got one more thing. Already, joke? I mean, I know we're joke. early 2021, but right now Desmond has the best looking broom background out of everybody so far this year. Is that, is that your room Desmond. or are you in a hotel? It's a super good background. You like that? Look at that. Yeah. It's like MTV Cribs back there. That's amazing. No, no, no. no. So my wife is like, is to a T, she loves to go inside those like uh, those model homes. And then so I come back from work and I look behind me and now I obviously have to work from home because of COVID. But I'm like, what did you do with the place? Like, this, this is insane. Do I even sleep here or do I sleep downstairs? Like, no, I just but, thought you really liked throw pillows, Desmond. I mean, good yeah, for I mean, you. He could have passed it off as a background. My life. I pictured you back there for like 10 minutes getting everything situated just perfect. Right. You know, look at your screen. Going, okay. That looks good. You didn't hear uh, a word. I said this whole podcast. You were just there in that pillow back there. I know. I'm distracted. I'm like, was, man, that's, he was, that's, he was, he was trying to, to figure out better. He was trying to figure out where you got those pillows. Was it home goods? Where'd you get those pillows? <laughs> we'll put it on the spreadsheet for you. Yeah. I could, I could probably give you a better, uh, a better backdrop. If I open these blinds, I've got a pretty decent view of downtown Denver, but, uh, you know, might might blind you a little bit. Not as good as pillows. So I'm going to screenshot Desmond's background and put it behind me. A big picture. <laughs> I think he's got bedroom envy, Desmond. Yeah. I mean, it's Sounds amazing. Like it's, you're leading the pack. I promise. I'm good flattered. job, Desmond. Good, good job. Flattered. Tell your wife, wonderful job. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, friends. Well, we will uh, see you in a couple of weeks. To those of you, Derek, I wish you were coming up. But uh, kudos. Maybe we can make out to Colorado soon. So. Yeah, let me know. Let me know when you're up here. All right, sounds good. Thank you guys. Take care, Good and uh, everybody, stay safe. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank take you. care. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.